The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. Have you noticed the wonderful new kitchens in the magazines these days? Well, maybe yours isn't like these dream kitchens yet. And maybe you can't do much about new fittings for some time. But look, there's one big improvement you can make right now. You can have a more beautiful kitchen floor. And easily, too. Just give it a coat of Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Astonishing how beautifully bright that glow coat shine is. Glow coat needs no rubbing or buffing. You just apply and let dry. Yet, in 20 minutes, you come back to find your floor gleaming and sparkling as perhaps it never sparkled before, not even when it was new. You'll find, too, its colors are fresh and bright, its pattern sharp and clear. But Johnson's Glow Coat gives you more than a lovely shining floor. That tough wax film protects the surfaces, too, adds years to the life of your floors, and makes them easy to keep clean. Try it yourself, won't you? But don't forget... If it's a really bright shine you like, be sure to get only Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. One way to grow old gracefully is to cultivate a pleasant voice, a quiet manner, and a consideration for others. Another way to grow old, but not quite so gracefully, is to wait for a bus at 14th and Oak Street in Wistful Vista. Like Fibber McGee and Molly. What's the matter with those doggone buses anyway? Eight of them have gone past in the other direction. They must go at the end of the line and blow up. have we been waiting here anyway? Long enough for me to think up seven pages of dirty comments to write to that bus company. <laughs> you got that schedule on you? They don't use a schedule on this line, dearie. They use a dream book. <laughs> we just missed the bus when we got to this corner nine days ago. It was nine days ago, wasn't it? Well, I don't know. It seems like I've been waiting here since I was an innocent young girl. <laughs> And if I hadn't been so innocent, I never would have waited for a bus in this town. The way they pack people into them is disgraceful, too. Well, it does have its advantages. Well, name one. Well, I was on a crowded bus last week, and I found 16 bucks in my pocket I didn't know I had. And it wasn't until <laughs> I got home I realized I'd been into somebody else's pocket. <laughs> and by George, when a transit company starts forcing innocent citizens into the pickpocket business, it's time something was done. <laughs> That's what I always say, dearie. The buses are always too far apart and the passengers are always too close together. Now, if I were running hey, a bus... here comes a bus, baby. I'll get set. Hey! Hey, bus! Hey! Hey, bus! Oh, hey! Dear. I wish he'd go past again. That breeze was very refreshing. Why, <laughs> that's dirty. He passed us up like... I'm going to write a letter to those guys that'll blast them right off their big fat franchises. If they call that service by George Hi, Wimp. Oh, hello, Mr. Wimple. Hello, folks. 
Glad to see you riding your bicycle, Wimp. The buses on this line were all taken away by the dog catcher. He thought they were greyhounds. Service is pretty bad on this line, Mr. McGee. Mm. One of them went right past Three-Face last week without stopping. Three-Face, that's my big old wife. <laughs> yeah, we know, Mr. Wimple. Uh, did it make her angry? Oh, she was just livid, Mrs. McGee. She got the number of the bus, and then she got the driver's name, and started out looking for him. Hmm, that situation was really fraught, Wimp. Did she ever catch up with him? Yes, I think so. Oh, what'd she do to him, Mr. Wimple? I don't know. His body was never found. That bitter half of yours has sure got a temper, hasn't she, Wimp? I hear she threw her mud pack out the window because it gave her a dirty look. Yes, yeah. <laughs> she has a temper, Mr. McGee. But Sweetie Face can be very kind, too. Oh, in what way, Mr. Wimple? Well, for instance, last night, she hit me with a chair. What's so kind about that? Why, she deliberately picked out an easy chair. <laughs> I thought that was pretty thoughtful. <laughs> oh, wait till she slugs you with a love seat, Mr. Wimple. <laughs> then you'll know she really cares. <laughs> yes. Well, I've got to get home now, folks. I hope you get a bus. Say, wait a minute, Mr. Wimple. Aren't you afraid you'll get your trousers caught in the sprocket there? I see you don't use bicycle clips. No. <laughs> I guess I just like to live dangerously, Mrs. Wimple. <laughs> Shall we call a cab? We'll stay right here and wait for a bus if it takes the rest of the day. I'm going to shame them guys. The idea, making a woman like you stand here with... Oh, McGee, here comes the bus. Wave it down, quick. Hey! Oh, he's pulling over. Stop it. Fine, fine. Come on, boss. Get over. Oh, dear. It's awfully crowded, but I'm in no mood to complain. If I'm going to be a sardine, I want to be a happy sardine. Stand right behind me, Molly. I'll run interference for you. Let them out. They're packed in so tight the minute he opened the door, two of them flew across the street. Well, come on, Slippy. Climb on so we can get... No more room, folks. Take the next bus. How do you mean, no more room? Hey, you just let five people off. You got plenty of room. And I need it, brother. I got to freeze, haven't I? Not on our account, you don't, you big larrikin. Open the door, Richard. Now. We know you're behind schedule, you rum dum. We've been waiting here since we got out of high school. <laughs> Come on, open up! Get away from that door, noisy! You'll get hurt when I start up. You open that door or you're not starting up, Poppy. Wait, I'll close. Oh, McGee, what are you doing? Standing right in front of the bus, you'll get run over and killed. And if I am, I'll sue them for every cent they ever stole from the public. <laughs> all right, bud. You open that door or I'll stand here in front of you all day long. Please, there's a crowd gathering. Remember, I'm a lady. Uh, uh, hey, look, Mac, I don't want any trouble with you. I got a schedule to make. Get out of the way, will you? Pipe down, you big hooligan. <laughs> Here, 
Deary, please. We're being conspicuous. I don't care how conspicuous we are. The more conspicuous, the better. I know my rights. This is a public transportation, and I'm the public. And we're tired of being pushed around. Well, sure, that's right. Sure, that's right. Come on. Open up. No rule. Open up. No rule. Open up. No rule. Open up. No rule. Open up. No in the orchestra and on the other end of the kiss. Blood and they don't care whose it is. They don't understand. Now, look, folks. 
I've been a taxpayer in this town for 20 years. I've rode these buses every time I had to. <laughs> I've stuck enough dimes into that register that took a rhinoceros, and what do I get? A door slammed in my face. If this is a sample of the service us citizens are getting, by George... <laughs> Please, McGee. Raw beard, quick. <laughs> all right, all right, break it up here. Get out your draft cards and give your right name. Hey, Mahoney. It's me, Fibber McGee. Remember us, Officer Mahoney? Yes, and I do now, McCutcher. What is your little scut of a husband doing standing out there in front of the bus? I'll tell you what I'm doing, Mahoney. This beaver tooth bulldog that's jockeying this ten-ton kitty car slammed the door in our faces. Wouldn't let us on. And I'm not going to move a step till he opens that door. Hmm. Uh, I better check this with the driver. Hmm. Why didn't you let these people on, driver? There wasn't any room, officer. No room, my clavicle. Look at the back of that bus. You can shoot deer in there. <laughs> well, half of them have left by now. We're not leaving, though. Not till you open that door. Oh, now, come, come, McCutcher. You'd better let the bus go on or I'll have to arrest you. Oh, yeah? On what charge, you pug-nosed bog trotter? <laughs> For obstruction traffic. Traffic means moving vehicle. This vehicle is not moving. <laughs> well, wait a minute till I think of a law that will cover the situation. Drunk and disorderly? No, he's sober, the dirty little prohibitionist. Flying <laughs> an airplane to low over residential district? No. Murder? No. Counterfeiting? No. Hey, officer, if I slugged him and he slugged me back, would you nail him on assault and battery? You make one pass at me, putty face, and I'll feed you a knuckle sandwich so fast. Yeah, you hold me up for corner, Mac, and I'll part your hair with that tire iron. Ah, uh, stop it or I'll spank the both of you. Uh, stay off of it, you scut. If there's any such problem going on, I'll take me nice stick and I... Wait a minute. Where's me nice stick? Bless the face, I left me nice stick at McNally's Tavern. Now don't go away, I'll be right back. Solid off, McGee. He'll be back here with enough charges to throw us in the pokey for 90 years. He won't dare, and besides... Hello, my... pal. Hello, Molly. Oh, hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. What you carrying the chair around for? Demonstrating that stuff to somebody? <laughs> no, I was in Kramer's drugstore when I heard about you and this bus driver. So Kramer sent Molly this chair to sit on, and I brought you some sandwiches and a couple of malted milk. Here, sit down, Molly. Well, now, wasn't that thoughtful of you and Mr. Kramer? Thank you so much, Mr. Wilcox. Is there an egg in my malted, Junior? Why, no, I don't think so. Doggone it. Kramer knows I always have an egg in my malt. What kind of service is this, anyway? My gosh, here I am fighting the best it is. The Transit Corporation that has the city in its greedy clutching single-handed. And what do I get? A malt with no egg in it. That's gratitude for you. Now, wait a minute, dearie. You didn't order this food, you know. So stop looking to get sandwich in the tuna fish. <laughs> I'm sorry about the egg, pal. I'll remember that at supper time if you're still here. I'll be here, all right. I'll even sleep here tonight if that lead-footed fender cruncher don't open that door and let us in this bus. How about it, stupid? You ready to let us in? In our most eardrum, snake face. Mm. 
And I'll give you five minutes to move on, and I'll start this engine and run you down. Ah, uh, you will, will you, you big hooligan? You turn a key in that ignition, and my husband will climb in the wind and thin your ears back with a piston rod. Won't you, dearie? Yeah. <laughs> Lady, if that monkey lays a pinky on this bus, so help me, I'll come out there and kick the junior out of it. <laughs> Yeah, why you greasy little... Now, look, look, look. Wait a minute, pal. Uh, What's the matter, Mr. Wilcox? What are you going to do? Look, kid, this is getting us no place. The driver looks like a reasonable guy. Let me talk to him. Go ahead, Junior. It's a free country. If he gives you any lip, call me. I've tackled bigger guys than him. And while I've been licked every time, this may be the exception. <laughs> what are you going to say to him, Mr. Wilcox? Well, you can listen if you like. Hey, uh, uh driver, uh, I'm Harlow Wilcox. Well, don't blame me, buddy. I've never been to a christening in my life. <laughs> no, no, look. I was just noticing how clean you keep the interior of this bus. Yeah? Yeah. What do you do to keep the paneling so clean and sparkly? If that actor says anything but Johnson's wax, he'll really be driving the bus. <laughs> well, just between you and me, mister, I use Johnson's wax. No! Yeah! And whenever I get to the end of a run, like it don't look like I'm going to again for a week or two, I... Always give the inside of the bus a once-over with Johnson. Yeah, I can understand that. Because with Johnson's we're... wax, I can keep the seats and walls and fixtures so much cleaner. You see, Johnson's wax seals the surface for us, buddy. A dust and dampness don't uh, penetrate. Yeah, yeah, I'm quite familiar. I always use Johnson's wax. My wife says she always uses it at home on the floors and woodwork and everything, so I use it myself on the inside of the bus and... I knew on the other. Oh, that's great. The reason you I'm gonna try it sometime, buddy. You know it's great stuff. Great. Yes, yes. Well, now go down to the Johnson's Wax Branch office on Oak Street. Tell them Jerry Bass sent you. Hey, hey, ain't I seen you someplace before? Probably. I announced the program for Johnson's Wax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's where I seen you. Yeah. That accounts for the resemblance. <laughs> well, I'll <laughs> see you later, Wilson. Uh, Wilcox. Don Wilcox. No, no. Harlow Wilcox. Oh, excuse me. I got you confused with Harry Von Zell. <laughs> you got me confused, all right. Thanks, Jerry. What did he say, Mr. Wilcox? He uses Johnson's wax. That proves he's a sensible guy. Now, why don't you people get together? I'll get together with him, all right. I'll tear his head off and jam it down his throat. You and how many Marines? Go ahead. Uh -oh. oh, dear. This is so embarrassing. Look at Waxy sneaking off through the crowd. He hates scenes, and anybody that played as much bum Shakespeare in Chautauqua as he did ought to. Look, I'm going to tell this guy what... Oh, dear, oh, dear. If this is Officer Mahoney again, I'm going home and start looking up recipes for hacksaw cooking. Stand back, please. Stand back. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. Let me through, please. Give the patient air. Joe, get the license number of that bus and... Molly. Oh, thank goodness it's you, Dr. Gamble. Who's hurt, Molly? When did the accident happen? Well, it hasn't yet, Doctor, but I've been expecting it momentarily ever since McGee stepped in front of that bus. In front of a bus? Great Scott, is he badly hurt? Oh, there you are. <laughs> yeah. Relax, belt buster. <laughs> Wipe that greedy look off your face. You're not going to make a nickel off me today. I'm in great shape. If you call that baggy collection of lard a great shape, low bucket... The kind of doctor you need is an eye doctor. The shape you're in shouldn't happen to a lump of putty. <laughs> oh, is that so? And get out of the street, you silly little fracture coaxer. Before that bus runs you so far into the asphalt, you look like a traffic button with ears. 
When I want advice from you, you big powder peddler, I'll come to your office for it. And I'm not moving. The driver wouldn't let us on the bus, Doctor, and after we'd waited for hours, too, almost. So himself, he just stepped right in front of him, and he won't let the bus move an inch. Oh, great. Ah, pipe down. You gonna open that door? You gonna get out of the way? I don't know about you, McGee, but I am. Stand back, please. Let me up on the sidewalk here. You better take your fat friend with you, Doc. About five minutes, I'm going to roll him out like a pie crust. McGee, sweetheart, I think he means it this time. He looks tougher than a tax return. Uh, don't worry. He won't dare start that bus. I hope. A lot of run over you long ago, but you're just a kind of a jerk that would carry nails in your pockets to ruin my tires. <laughs> no tires cost 80 bucks a piece. Now get out of the way! <laughs> you see there, Molly? I got him buckled. He's afraid of me. <laughs> This is not just a private argument anymore, Doc. Look at that crowd behind me. This is a cause. This is one man standing up for the rights of the common people. Well, um, I'd love to stay here and see Justice Triumph, but I've got to get back to the hospital. Got an accident case coming in there this afternoon. Really, Doctor? Yes, a rather bad one. Several fractured ribs, multiple contusions and abrasions, slight concussion, all the usual things. Gee whiz, Doc. Anyone we know? Yes, my boy. You. What? I'll have everything ready. Don't hurry. I'll be waiting. Oh, yeah, well, for your... The King's Men sing a medley of Zippity-Doo-Dah, and sooner or later... Zippity-Doo-Dah, Zippity-Dah, oh, my, what a wonderful day.
that fathead every chance in the world to settle this thing on my own terms, haven't I? Yes, you have, dear. You've asked the driver to open that door at least a thousand times. But I'll sweat him out. As long as I got this crowd behind me, I'll just... Hey, where's the crowd? Where'd everybody go, Molly? I don't know, dear. They just sort of lost interest and trickled away. Takes at least a few broken noses to hold a crowd like that, you know. Hmm. Raiders. You heard what I told those newspaper reporters, though. This is a fight to the finish. I'm going to bust this transit company open like a ripe watermelon. I'm going to... At the next time signal, the time will be exactly half past. This is WVRTC, the whistle visited rapid until now transit company. <laughs> Don't pay any attention to him, Molly. He thinks that's funny. <laughs> I sort of thought so myself, dear. <laughs> to tell the truth. Yeah, well, just ignore him like I do. When I get through with you, butt boy, you won't be able to drive a bargain in the Barnstown basement. I got influence in this town. I know the mayor. And I know that attitude. It's McGee. Oh, McGee, it's the mayor. Hello, Your Honor. I'm so glad to see you. Hello, Molly. Oh, hi, Latrice. Pull up a front bumper and sit down. <laughs> just happened to be passing, did you? Uh, yes, yes. Police headquarters is in an uproar because they don't have an ordinance handy to arrest you on, and the bus company is threatening to sue the police force for not arresting you. Yes, I just happen to be passing, my boy. You hear that, Molly? I got this whole town over a barrel. I'm beginning to feel a little like I've been in a barrel myself, going over Niagara Falls. This thing is really boy, gone. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Wait till you see the papers tonight, Molly. I'll be all over the front pages. If that driver starts that bus, you'll be all over 14th and Oak at least. Don't worry. Don't worry about that guy. I got him stopped like a busted clock. So I see. Yes, sir. And I'm not budging an inch. Look, McGee, as mayor of this city, I'd like to see this controversy settled as soon as possible. State your case, please. Well, uh, we waited a long time to get on this bus, Your Honor. And this bozo slammed the door in our faces and wouldn't let us in. So himself here stood in front of the bus, and I'm proud of it. I keep telling myself. Uh-huh, I see. Driver, will you state your case, please? Uh, sure, Your Honor. You see, the bus was full. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It seems to me that both parties in this case have suffered sufficient discomfort and annoyance. So why don't you open the door, driver? And why don't you get in the bus, please? And why don't you see that he gets safely home, Molly? Please? Yeah, but... Oh, well, okay. You win, mister. <laughs> but only because the mayor asked me to. Oh. <laughs> Anyhow, I'm an hour over time now. <laughs> oh, thank you. About time. If you'd opened that door a long time ago, we'd... No. No, sir. I won't even write with that guy now. Let him go, Molly. We'll wait for the next bus. What? Oh, no, McGee. I was standing too close to the front end, I guess. Too close for what? To read the sign, this is the 14th Street bus. We want the Oak Street bus. <laughs> Ridiculous. Here's a little riddle for you. 
Can you think of anything that gives you more time off when you put it on? Why, sure. It's Johnson's self-polishing glow coat, of course. Put it on your kitchen floor and you'll be surprised how much time it saves you. In fact, with glow coat, you save time in two ways. First, it's so easy to use. Just apply glow coat, then let it dry. In 20 minutes, without rubbing or buffing, your linoleum is wax polished and really shining. Its color is bright and fresh. Then Johnson's glow coat also gives you more time off because it protects your linoleum and other floors, makes them easier to keep clean. You know how things get spilled and how the children will track in dirt. Well, with regular glow coat protection, you don't have to keep constantly scrubbing your floors to keep them looking nice. You just wipe the surface with a damp cloth, and right away it's sparkling clean again. Try it, but look for a really bright shine. Be sure to get Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. closing week of the annual March of Dimes, the drive for funds to fight the most vicious crippler of our children, infantile paralysis. A dime these days will buy very little of most things, but enough dimes will buy a lot of help and a lot of happiness for a lot of children. A smile on the face of a youngster who knows he's at last going to be able to run and play again is an awfully good buy for a dime. So give generously to the March of Dimes, won't you? Good night. Good night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.